Hello, friends. Welcome to the Medicine, Marriage, and Money podcast, the only podcast for physicians who want to achieve marital interdependence and financial freedom together. In this podcast, you will learn how to show up as the best version of yourself so that you can love intentionally and build a more financially savvy relationship with your spouse. I am your host, a physician mom, a doctor's wife, and a certified life coach, Dr. Kate Mangona. Bienvenidos. And today I'm coming to you straight from my office. I haven't recorded in several months. I've actually recorded after I stopped publishing with several people and I am plan to up those, those, upload those interviews in the future, but I just wanted to get back at it. I missed you guys. I really missed you and I love you. And I've been keeping in touch on social media, but for those of you who don't follow me on social media and just prefer to listen to my podcast, I wanted to just reach you. I wanted to talk to you. I wanted to, to visit with you again. So without any editing, without any music overlays, here I go until I find another podcast editor to help me along my journey. I'm just going to start. I'm just going to start again. So today's podcast is called Productivity Tips from a Full-Time Mama Doc. And when I say full-time, what does that mean? Does that mean full-time mama or does that mean full-time physician? And actually it means both or either or. If you're a mom of any sort, you're full-time. You're full-time. And if you're a physician of any kind, you're full-time too. Because if you're part-time, you're most likely thinking, engaging, and believing full-time. So how do we begin to be more productive what are the tips? What are the things I've learned over the years, especially these past years where I've really had a coaching, forward-thinking mindset, a abundant mindset? And here they are. I have three tips for you guys. So number one is delegate more responsibilities. Delegate more responsibilities. And you'll know if you followed what, what I preach on social media and in some of the uh, conferences, physician conferences I give, I love to talk about outsourcing. Outsource everything that you're not passionate about, that you're not in love with. Outsource everything that other people can do for you, even if it's just 70, 80% as good as what you can, right? Because we're perfectionists or maybe we have perfectionist tendencies Maybe we're recovering perfectionists. So we always know we can do things 100% and others might only do them 80 and that's okay. So what I'm here to tell you, and for many of my listeners, I know you connect with me because you have children. I have three children. I have a one-year-old, a three-year-old, and a five-year-old, and a poodle, Penelope, who is, I think, eight years old. <laughs> we adopted her, so we don't know her exact age. And what I'm here to tell you is you can actually delegate, you can actually outsource more of your responsibilities to your children. It doesn't matter if they're only three years old. They can still be responsible, loving, and helpful members of your family. Yes, they may cause more of a mess when they're trying to sweep up their crumbs from the floor, when they may take twice or three times as long when they're wiping the counters down. But you know what they are doing when they're doing this? They're being a helpful member of your family. They're feeling responsible. They're feeling purposeful. They're becoming fulfilled in a way that 
isn't fulfilling just by playing in the playroom or just by watching Mickey Mouse or Bluey or whatever they're watching on TV, which is okay if they're doing that too, right? We want our kids to be kids. We want them to enjoy life, whether that be screen time, whether that be playing in the playroom, going outside, doing their soccer, ballet, organized activities, unorganized and organized. But that sense of purpose and fulfillment that comes from household responsibilities is a different, a different bucket to fill. And while I posted this, you know, a week or two ago, one of the mothers responded that she struggles with this. She has a 14-year-old, very, very busy at school, right? Very, very busy with extracurricular activities. We all know what this is like. They may be in, involved in jazz, theater. Maybe they're the, the football star, the tumbler. They could be doing all of the above. And so many of us feel guilty for giving our children more tasks. When what do they want? What, what do we want them to focus on? Their studies, their studies and their extracurriculars, because this was going to what? Get them into a good college. This is going to get them a scholarship. And this is what I ask you to just slow down and think about. What's going to get them through life? And not just through life, what's going to help them enjoy life, right? And and not even just finding the balance, because I know some of us don't like that term balance, but just integrating all the parts of life that we have to live, our personal lives, our social lives, our family lives, our work lives, right? And while it's super important, right, well, it's super important to buckle down in your studies, to to get that sense of fulfillment in team sportsmanship in your extracurriculars. What's also important is learning how to live life, learning how to breathe. Well, you also have to do everything else. Well, you have to earn an income, juggle a family. And I'm not saying you need your three-year-old or five-year-old to earn an income for your family, but maybe, maybe just 1%, 1%, right? Not 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 100% responsible. Maybe they're just 1% responsible for family life at home. I am confident your 14-year-old or your 5-year-old will be able to do everything he, she, or they want to do while also learning how to be a responsible member of your family and of your community. School and extracurricular activities are very valuable. They provide so many avenues for growth, contribution, and so does becoming accountable for life. Learning to fail when the tasks you assign your children are forgotten, right? When their priorities are lost, that's part of life. And learning to keep going and keep experimenting, figuring out what works, Okay, so I forgot to to water the flowers. I forgot to water the one of them died. The, the plants died. I forgot to do this. What am I going to do next time? I'm going to tie one habit to another habit. Am I going to do it as soon as I wake up, right before I go to sleep? What am I? You know, learning, learning to just love the process, learning to experiment instead of just the accomplishment. Now that's life. That's enjoyment, and this is something we don't emphasize enough. And this is why we're here talking today. So remember, you are your 14-year-olds, your five-year-olds, your three-year-olds, 
your fill in the blank. You are your child's strongest, strongest advocate and most loving soul nurturer. You are their biggest, strongest supporter, cheerleader. So, so empower, empower, engage, delegate more responsibilities to your children. Number two, number two productivity tips from a full-time mama doc is prioritize loving yourself, your spouse, and your children above checking the to-dos off your list. We all have a to-do list or we all at one time did have a to-do list. My five-year-old, y'all, loves a list. She loves a good list. My three-year-old hates a list. (laughs) She wants to do whatever she wants to be doing, whatever time she wants to be doing it. My five-year-old, she got this trait from me where we always have to have a list of all the tasks that have to be done, right? Because heaven forbid we forget one or we lose it. And then we don't know what we're doing. But we're going to the grocery store, but do we have the list? But mama, do we have the list? We have to have a list when we go to the grocery store, right? No. What if you don't? And so the the, the check marks, right? The, the to-dos, the, the little boxes, the little checks that you mark off, I am telling you, they provide you a false sense of accomplishment while your true life values remain neglected. Because where on that to-do list do you have hugging your child? Where on that to-do list do you have kissing your spouse or providing words of encouragement? Where do you have on that list snuggling, cuddling, resting, taking time to do nothing but sit on the sofa and either think or not think, meditate? Is that on your to-do list? Because These are the things that need to be on your to-do list, right? What are your life priorities? If they are love, connection, family, that's what needs to be on your to-do list. Checking off the boxes makes us feel good because we feel like we've accomplished something and we've gone our whole lives thinking that accomplishment equals value. I am here to tell you that is not true. Accomplishment is separate from your value. I have so much more to say about this. So we can go on and on. I would like to offer you this question. What is standing in your way from prioritizing yourself, your children, your spouse above your to-do list? Why do you prioritize the to-dos over connection with your family? And how can you prioritize your family over your to-do list? And number three, our last productivity tip from a full-time mama doc. And this is actually the most fun one, the most feminine one. And I call this embracing your femininity. Now we all identify with femininity and masculinity. Some of us have more femininity. Some of us, some of us have more masculinity. It doesn't depend on what gender you were assigned at birth. You know, 
what sex, what's, what, what sexual orientation you identify with, you may be either more feminine or more masculine. So what I am really speaking to are for those of you who identify with more feminine than masculine, I have masculine in me, believe me, when I go to work, sometimes I, I, uh, I'm a little bit more masculine feminine when I have to get things done, when I have to engage in those meetings, when I have to present. But what I am telling you is I really have more feminine in me. So how can I embrace that? How can I embrace more of that wherever I am? This may be how I dress. This may be how you dress or how you decorate your home. This may be how you cook, how you meal prep. This could be how you care for your children. Or this could be how you lead your team. This could be how you empower the people under you or beside you or even above you at work, in the clinic, at the hospital. If you don't identify with being more masculine than feminine, you don't have to be more masculine to prove anything. You don't have to wear more masculine clothes at work to prove anything. Leading with your feminine guidance, okay, with your feminine love, with your prowess makes you even more empowering. I used to say more powerful, but I really think more empowering is what I'm going for and more empowering because it's all about the people, right? It's about our community. It's about who we're leading. It's about the effect, the ripple effect we have on everybody else. If we are powerful, okay, that's one thing. But if we are empowering the ripple effect, everyone around us then feels like they can be powerful and then empowering, right? And think about how much more we can get done, accomplished, or just how much more at peace how much more of that culture we can bring, the abundant, empowering culture we can have in the hospital, right? We can be more engaging because we're speaking from our truth. We're speaking from our authentic, our authentic truth. And then also we shine. We shine more brilliant. We are more radiant when we are in touch with who we are, our feminine self. So maybe you put on clothes that are more feminine, okay, and empower you, right? And this could be scrubs. Believe me, I've, I wear scrubs to work uh, most of the time, but I have scrubs that I love and that I love wearing. I have pink scrubs. I have fitted scrubs. Maybe it's just the environment you surround yourself with, okay? Maybe it's the decorations, the, the scents in your car, okay? And then just the, the, the way in which you lead your team can be more gentle. Could it be more loving? Could it be just different than those leaders before you where you were just slightly thrown off? And I will give you an example. I have a very close friend at work, loved her job. And she had, she was so devoted. She stayed late every night. Did she need to? No. To be devoted to your patients, do you need to stay late at work every night? No. And then she had a baby. And her priorities changed. She still loved her patients. She was still dedicated to her patients, but she was dedicated to that baby. And of course, her spouse, as always, but her spouse knew when she was working late hours, right, that she, 
she still loved him. The baby wanted mom, mama to be around him more. And yet she had this struggle because the female, her leader, her boss, the person above her who had been doing it for 30 years, who she had been training under, trained at a different time, right? And she, and she was there, you know, she was super high up in a very large group of physicians at our institution. There's a reason she was super high up and she came to be that way over the past 30 years. But she had a, a mentality of, well, it's okay if your nanny is the mom, mother figure. It is okay if your child, if your baby, you know, connects more love, shows more love, more connection with your nanny. She, you know what she said? She said to my friend, get used to it. Get used to it. When she was crying, leaving her home, arriving home too late because the baby was asleep, leaving before the baby was even fully awake because she was spending over five days a week not seeing her baby, you know, after she came back from maternity and she didn't know how to handle it. And she didn't know how to handle the fact that the baby was identifying more with the, the nanny more than her. And she, and, and she said, her, her boss said, get used to it. Oh my gosh. Now, if that's not more heartbreaking to me, I don't know what is. You know, I took a pause, you know, as I said earlier in my podcast in May, May, June, July, I mean, it's been like four or five months in my podcast because I intentionally decided to slow down and to use the time I was podcasting instead to just be more present at home with my family because I didn't want to cut back at the hospital. I didn't want to cut back with my real estate and I didn't want to come back with my coaching. I didn't want to come back, cut back helping Women physicians connect more at home, prioritize their selves and the, themselves and their loved ones over their to-do lists. So I just cut back on podcasting. But here I am again today talking to you and telling you to embrace your femininity however you want to do that. And if it's how you want to lead your team and slow down, be more present with your family and then also supportive and productive for your patients when you come to work. Let your femininity guide you. Let it lead you. So now tell me, I'm going to close with what the, some more questions. You're going to these. Some of them will be repeats from from earlier in this podcast. But first, tell me how will you allow your femininity to shine today? How will you allow your femininity to shine this month of November? Tell me. And then again, how will you prioritize your connection with yourself over checking the to-dos off your list? How will you learn to value your self-worth and the time you spend with your children and spouse above the accomplishments of checking off those to-dos or just the accomplishments, other people praising you, right? For getting things done. Because that's another thing. We like to get things done. 
because we're praised for it, right? Nobody praises us when we do something for ourselves. Nobody praises us for spending a little bit more quality time with our children or for showing up for them in a way that maybe we didn't before because we were so worried about making sure we got to the dry cleaners on time, making sure we made their lunches, meal prepping for the week, because what would we eat if we didn't get that done, right? We would find a way. We would find a way. And then lastly, how are you going to allow your children to be more responsible, loving, and helpful members of your family this month of November? What a perfect time to start. And that is it. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for leaving a five-star review and telling your friends about this podcast because we've kind of been in a lull and I haven't been publishing for the past several months. Please share with your friend. Just if you simply, you know, pop on, hit, hit the share button, message it to your friend, pop it on social media, write a review. If you write a review, it bumps up to, to higher up on the list. People will see this because what do we really want to do? We want to, we want to help. We want to help people, you know, fight less with reality, start loving more, start living their life, breathing instead of just accomplishing. Right. So please help share, leave a review and, and subscribe, hit subscribe. And if you are craving more actionable tips, I know I offered several questions to ponder, to think. If you want a more step-by-step guide to help you through that, to really evaluate your, your values in life and, and gain more clarity, more love, more connection in your life, less anger, less resentment, less frustration, reach out to me, sign up. Or I have free 45-minute discovery calls. I would love for you to hop on. And, and I, I, co- I coach, I start coaching right off the bat. You will feel lighter. You will feel more loving and you will get exactly what you need out of that discovery call. So do it, sign up. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for for professional, medical, or financial advice. The opinions provided on this podcast are those of myself or the invited guest alone. They do not represent the opinions of any particular institution. Always seek the advice of your physician or financial advisor with any questions you may have of a medical condition or financial plan. This is for your entertainment only. And so much love to you in your spouse. I hope this decreases the fighting, the rumination, and the grudges between you and your loved ones at home and increases the sparks, the love, the connection, the more intimate relationship with you and your spouse that you could only dream of. So much love to you and your spouse. Mm-hmm.